0: majority of the world we've spent the past two plus something years navigating an enormous amount of uncertainty in our careers and lives in general. We've emerged out the other end now and on top of all the conversations we're having around hybrid working, around flexibility and inclusivity, I think it's also really important that we talk about confidence. One person who knows a thing or two about that is Michaela Jackson. She's founder of She Almighty, a coaching collective for people looking to build confidence and realise their potential. So for episode eight of the People Experience podcast, we're going to be talking about the issues people are having and why businesses should really care. Michaela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. (laughs) Um, I'd just love to start off a little bit by letting you explain what it is that you do. Thank you. Well, you did a pretty good job
1: there. So I appreciate the intro. Um, Yeah, I'm a performance and mindset coach. I'm the founder of Mighty, as you mentioned. I've um, been running my business for over six years now. And in a nutshell, we're all about elevating women through coaching courses, events and community. Um, So typically career business, life coaching. But I work with individuals, I work with companies, I run workshops, all sorts of things. Um, But yes, all in the name of elevating them in, to be their best selves and to have their best careers and lives.
0: Amazing. So how did you first get into coaching?
1: It was actually reaching a low point in my own career and life. I had, I guess, spent my twenties trying to figure out, um, you know, what I wanted to do, learning about myself, trying different jobs, had great jobs and good money, but just wasn't getting the fulfillment, um, the fulfillment, sorry, that I yearned for. And I've been living in Australia for a few years in Melbourne. And I came back to London and I got a job in recruitment, actually, in technology (laughs) recruitment. Um, But I just wasn't happy in the job that I was in. I wasn't happy in my living situation in a relationship. And I thought, I need to make some positive changes. Nobody can do that for me. And that's when I discovered coaching and, I guess, went on my own personal development journey and Learn my craft as a coach. I decided to invest in, in myself and um, just really bought into the process of coaching. And it really was the catalyst for hugely positive change in my life. Um, but it still took me a few more job changes <laughs> and a bit more figuring out to do before I finally jacked in my jobs, if you will, to then set up my business.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of curious around, you've obviously got really interesting insight into the problems that people are facing in their lives, in their work lives, what would you say some of the the key ones are in
1: 2022? Yeah, so I'm not sure how different 2022 is compared to all the other years that I've been working through, to be honest. I I work with um, people of all ages, stages, from all sorts of industries and backgrounds, and that said that. The challenges are common really in that it might be lack of clarity about what their best self looks like, what they want for their career, for their life, to lack of confidence to pursue that, to perhaps overwhelm because life is busy, right? Mm. And we're pulled in lots of different directions, balance, boundaries, you know, procrastination, all of those things that might get in the way of you feeling like you're best self and you creating your best career in life come up so that could be love that could be career that could be wanting to start a business but not knowing how or where to start or not feeling like you have the knowledge or the ability to do so all sorts basically anything that you can think of um could be brought to a coaching session
0: do you think because I mean I was I was reading some interesting kind of Uh, it was an interesting piece actually about the pandemic and kind of the position of uncertainty that that put us into and I'm going to preface this with (laughs) I'm not a scientist Mm -hmm. but I think to paraphrase it it was that we we don't like uncertainty as human beings Mm -hmm. and when we're in an uncertain position we kind of go into fight or flight which can Um, actually reduce our ability to be connected and actually be creative. Um, Were there any kind of specific like pandemic related problems that you picked up on people having or that that kind of uh, time that we all went through has really affected Mm. people in a specific way? Because
1: coaching is perhaps on the other end of the spectrum to therapy or counselling, I think a lot of the time I work with people that are ready to move forward mm. and maybe aren't at their lowest. I think if you're really struggling, you're more likely to go to your GP or perhaps get therapy or perhaps go to a counsellor. Those things can be complementary to coaching. So I do not work with people that are going through that or might need that once something comes up through a coaching session. But people tend to come to me when they are ready and able and and in a good enough place to move forward even if they're tackling limiting beliefs or challenges or things they want to overcome so yeah perhaps maybe maybe feeling energized though to do so because I think overwhelm procrastination people feeling a bit stuck Mm. or people gaining perspective around I'm not actually happy in this job or this is not giving me fulfillment even if I'm getting paid like on furlough or something to do nothing you know, hypothetically a great situation, right? Get paid to do not a lot, but people don't get fulfillment from that. We're quite purpose-driven beings, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people also come to me with that. I need that fulfillment. I need to feel like I'm having an impact.
0: Yeah. Basically. And I I read a really this interesting study from the Prince's Trust, um, which surveyed young people and found that 52% of people between the ages of 16 and 25 had lost confidence in themselves from a career perspective because they had experienced maybe kind of career turbulence during the pandemic. We were all thrust into something that was pretty intense and, and... um, maybe for those of us who are pretty young starting our careers mm-hmm. during the pandemic um, do you think that it's had any effect on kind of people's the kinds of, of jobs that people are going for and maybe the way that they are actually evaluating what they need from their jobs now?
1: Yeah so it doesn't surprise me that that age group really struggled because I think it's a very difficult time in your life anyway I think education is quite logical like we we have to go through most of us then go through that and what i found was okay well we have to pick our university subject when actually a lot of us don't know what Mm. we want to do or don't know what the courses really entail and so we have to make that decision and then we get into that and we you know my experience was i actually loved university it really opened up my mind my horizons i loved my course but actually i still had no idea what i wanted to do when I graduated, and although I knew the world was my oyster, then not knowing and being a small town girl from Aberystwyth in Wales, <laughs> you know, like end of the train line through the mountains, I hadn't been exposed to a lot of jobs. I didn't have connections, you know, in places like London. It felt a bit impenetrable. So thinking about that as well, if if you're in a position like I was and you don't know what you want to do, that's already difficult without something like. A pandemic, and then of course, there's less opportunity, isn't there, to perhaps try different things? And I think you really need that support early on in your career. Perhaps when you're older, you're really grateful to be able to have the flexibility and work from home, and particularly when you have a family, like that's great in a way. Although I think a lot of people are enjoying hybrid because they have the best of both. But if you're young and you haven't experienced um, many work environments, or you know, you're not getting supported, or you don't have that rapport, I mean, I know a lot of young people don't particularly like picking up the phone. They prefer it because they're so used to, mm. you know, messaging and things like that. And that's not necessarily well, it is our world now, it's gone that way, but that doesn't necessarily help with confidence either. So I think, yeah, opportunity, exposure, conversation, connection, rapport, support, all of those things are undoubtedly gonna knock your confidence. But I personally found that sort of those early to mid twenties quite challenging I think a lot of people do you're learning so much about yourself and the world and the sweet spot of people coming to me actually to work with me I would say is from mid to late 20s onwards because actually they've tried things they've learned about themselves they've they've figured things out and then they're like okay I've tried that but I actually want to do something that's meaningful mm. for me now so it doesn't surprise me in the slightest um that people would
0: feel that way and that would be heightened because of the pandemic for sure yeah. So I recently became a bit obsessed with this idea of having a sticky mind, which is kind of allowing our negative thoughts to spiral based on a lot of um, consuming of bad news. But what do you think people can do to kind of stop themselves getting out of that, like endless loop of, of consuming yeah. things. Yeah, well, just to say,
1: I understand why people are because we're completely bombarded and we live in this kind of information society. There's so many um, different mediums on there where we can consume. Um, but the reason I'm not is because I know how it affects me if I do. I can feel it straight away. And, you know, as a, a coach, I'm very conscious of, um, of course, how I'm feeling, but also that's the sweet spot really, of what I work with my clients on. You know, it's their awareness, it's their mindset, it's how they support their best selves. So for example, I mean, people do need to take a personal, even though it's challenging because we're bombarded, people do need to take a personal responsibility for it, I guess, so Mm -hmm. if you know, actually this, this isn't feeling good for me. First of all, it's being aware, when I go on Instagram, you know, I start scrolling the things that are on my feet. I haven't even chosen to look at, but they're coming up or I click on one thing and it takes me there. Or if I watch too much news, it just worries me. And it, you know, it triggers my anxiety or whatever it is, because people have different things that trigger them, don't they? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, they're more sensitive or whatever it is. So I think you have to, you have to tune into, okay, does this feel good? Or doesn't it? Is this serving me or not? And if it isn't, well, I need to put some boundaries in place, or I need to yeah be very conscious of what I'm consuming and what's in my feed. You know, so if it's actually on Instagram, I'm following a lot of things that aren't really filling me up. Then how can I sort of curate my feed so it supports my best self some more? Or yeah, it's where we're putting boundaries. It's where we're. Um, placing you know using how we're using our time and our energy and just always being in tune with does this feel good or doesn't it because if you know the bad is outweighing the good in any situation whether it's um consumption of media to in a relationship to in a work situation then it needs to change if Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good basically and so that really is that self-empowerment and that um accountability that we have to kind of take for ourselves because nobody can do it yeah. Rest really
0: And I'm interested in terms of kind of some of the the tools that you equip people with. Can you talk me maybe through what a coaching session or, or kind of a, a workshopping mm. session might look like with you?
1: Yeah, so I mean I touched on it there. So really I guess a coaching session or or a workshop is is me providing a space and open Non judgmental, hopefully distraction free space where people can kind of reflect and have an honest conversation with themselves. So it's really about that self awareness piece, tuning in what's going on for me? What is that negative self talk? What are those sticky thoughts? What are the things that are consuming me, keeping me up at night? You know, all of those things. Because when you have an awareness of that and you can catch yourself in that moment you can unearth those thoughts you can challenge and reframe them and that sounds so simple in that okay I hear myself saying something quite negative you know we have like our subconscious we have a default mode where you know our past experiences our upbringing can form what does form what we believe about the world and to be true because when we're young we just take it as truth what mm-hmm. we hear but even when our conscious mind knows that That's not really true. You know, I know I'm, um, I know that I'm really capable in my job, but but somebody's told me in my past that I wasn't, like some negative. That sort of comes in and and hijacks. But if if we can challenge that and reframe it to a narrative that is empowering and we can say that out loud and we can back that with action and we can change what we think and believe. Mm-hmm. So it is actually a choice to do so. It just doesn't feel very easy in the beginning, but that really is what mindset, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can still feel scared of something or you can still, you know, feel, feel the fear of something, whatever it is, but you can choose how you react and what you then do. So it's the power of, of mindset really. Is, yeah. is So that's really, they're the tools. It's an awareness and a mindset because they're the things that are going to serve you forevermore because like you said humans might not like uncertainty but we can never know all the answers we don't know what's coming in our future even if we plan for it even if we have a vision even if we're goal orientated and we're very focused but actually that's the beauty of life isn't it so if we think I trust my path I'm excited about where I'm going I'm I'm embracing that Mm -hmm. uncertainty we can change our whole experience so confident the outcomes
0: Yeah, so confidence is about having that conscious mindset that allows you to kind of avoid maybe triggers or kind of an autopilot way of thinking of things based on previous experiences.
1: Yeah, an inner confidence is actually a real... um, It's built on lots of things, self-love, self-trust, self-efficacy, self-belief, and that's kind of really... Yeah, tuning into who you are, what's important to you, supporting your best self through a good night's sleep, through exercise, you know, all Mm. of those things that support your best self. There are so many elements that go into confidence, you know, but it really is that, you know, backing it with action. I I really want to do this thing. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try. I'm going to go for it and I'm going to build myself up through doing it if you see what I mean or through the narratives or how like how you support yourself through your rituals and habits so it's a number of things
0: really one of the interesting things that I was thinking about recently and obviously it's a it's an interesting angle for us as a kind of recruitment partner is why coaches aren't often built into businesses like we have kind of you know training or whatever but but I sometimes think, wouldn't it be fantastic if, if within kind of most businesses, people had access to um, someone who could kind of coach them through whatever their kind of current issues are at the moment? Do you think that could work?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of companies are building it in more. I think something that um, is important is that a person can really feel safe in that coaching relationship and and sometimes I think that might be difficult in like a HR or an L&D function in that that person still works for the company and so the employee doesn't know how much they can trust that that conversation to be confidential and that's so important because a coaching conversation really needs to be open, it needs to be non-judgmental, it needs to be unbiased, impartial for that person to be safe and to open up and so that's really a consideration I think that there needs to be that confidentiality so if a coach is employed there has to be some clause or conduct around that I think and that's mm-hmm. why actually bringing coaches from obviously from outside in a lot of a lot of the individuals that I work with they find me and their company does pay so the company pays but they don't they don't interfere you know that's our mm-hmm. relationship um and I wouldn't breach that because A lot of the time, I mean, you know, if a a company is doing right by an employee and they're doing their best to support them, support their growth, you know, their well-being and and all of that kind of stuff, then that company shouldn't need to worry. If that person is meant to be there, then they will be, you know, Mm -hmm. and they'll do a great job and they will work to achieve their potential for themselves and for the company. And they also need to trust, well, if that person isn't meant to work there and that isn't the right environment for them or their time is done and they brought lots of value when they were there, then they will leave. And it's not my job to say whether they should or they shouldn't. It's my job to help facilitate a meaningful conversation so that they come to their mm-hmm. own conclusions. Because as coaches, we don't give advice unless offered in rare occasions, but it really, it's more about helping that person come to their own conclusions because they're the expert in their own life they know what's right for them they just don't always think they do at the time well they can't see the wood from the tree so you're helping them get that clarity and gain the confidence to perhaps, perhaps make the decisions or trust the decisions that
0: they want to or, or need to
1: make mm-hmm.
0: you know for themselves so I think we're gonna wrap up soon but I'd love to hear from you considering that we're about to be going into a new year what are your or some of your kind of top resolutions you think people should be thinking about to improve their confidence and well-being? Okay so I mean
1: I feel that that shouldn't just be you know left to, to the new year yeah. but at <laughs> the same time I think with a new year comes a great opportunity to set new intentions and I think typically towards the end of the year we're we kind of go into that winding down mode, don't we? Festive spirit and we want to enjoy ourselves and have family time and all of that kind of stuff. So first of all, let yourself do that. You know, give yourself the break. So on the topic of well-being and confidence, we need to kind of work with ourselves on when are we feeling energized to do things. For example, back to school September, you notice lots of people come with like a renewed sense of energy and they're quite goal-oriented, and that's typically quite a busy time for me. Towards the end of the year, people are thinking, okay, this this is what I need, and that's good. We should always be tuning in to what we feel we need at any given point on the topic of well-being. And then with the new year, hopefully we come back renewed and rested and we can come and set some positive intentions and set some new goals. And I think, yeah, it's about, you know, on the topic, you know, relating it to confidence, what do I really want for myself? What would Mm. be giving yourself permission to dream. What would I love to happen, you know, in 2023? Really connecting to what would be exciting um, for my career, for my life, you know, and then making a plan because I think it's great to have dreams and goals, but they are just ideas if we don't actually think them through, connect with, okay, I think I want those things, but why do I? What is, going to having those things or achieving those things give me how is that going to enrich my life and then how am I going to make that happen so what are the milestones what are the things that that is going to be required of me to do in order to make that happen do I feel excited about the journey of it because if Mm -hmm. I don't feel excited about the process and the journey there's no point you're not going to show up and do it and so if you set a goal and you don't work through it in that way And then you don't go after it. That's going to knock your confidence. You're going to feel disenchanted. You're going to maybe feel like a failure for not going after it. But actually, if you didn't connect to why it was important to you and how you were going to do it and have an action plan, then you're not setting yourself up for success Mm -hmm. in making it happen. So I think you'll find that people that do are very clear on, you know, their motivations for going after something, pursuing, creating, and then they work through you know, or they get support in doing that because not everybody knows I'm making it sound really simple and maybe it isn't, you know, and hence why lots of people work with a coach on that type of thing. But work through that, be excited about the process and the journey because that is going to be the main bulk of it. Mm -hmm. You know, results can feel very empty if you get there and you didn't enjoy the journey. It can be an anti-climax as well. So reflect on whether the journey feels exciting and then take it step by step, break it down until you can sort of figure out this is what I can do today, tomorrow, next week, within this month. All of that feels quite big and overwhelming, but I don't need to worry about all of that. I just need to start and, and you know, reflect on my progress as I go and enjoy the journey. And if you commit to something like that, not only have you prioritised yourself, you know, but you've you've made something happen for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is the best way of building confidence, you know. Michaela, thank you so much for
0: coming. It was such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed it.